1: did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
1: We are talking about weird, weird parties that people went to on the show today, and I'm actually going to a death party. What? This weekend, yeah. What do you mean? I'll tell you about it right now in The Tangent. It's Fred and Angie's The Tangent, giving you all the we couldn't talk about on air. Yeah, so our buddy Joe, you remember Joe? Yeah. Uh, who we worked with, we all went to the funeral. Well, he, uh... R.I.P. Joe. So they're having a celebration of life. In his hometown this weekend. And they rented out a park. So Jacksonville, Illinois is where I'm going. Wow, That's awesome. Um, And so, yeah, a bunch of folks from here are going. And then I guess some people who couldn't go to the funeral, people who did go. They're having something that's a little more his style. In his hometown.
0: Have you seen the bar upstairs um, the that Hubber. they dedicated to no. him? They made, I was up there yesterday, um, and they made it like the Cheers logo, but they used his last name. Really? And put it on. It's really awesome.
1: I have not seen that.
0: Yeah, you should go up so there and cool. see it.
1: And then I heard they hit, were going to memorialize his desk, too. So I don't know if they did that. I
0: don't think anyone's going to ever use that. it. Yeah. 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 nobody
1: can sit there. Yeah. yeah I love that. I haven't that. been up there. So yeah, so they're having a party, and it's in a park. In, that's it's awesome. down by St. Louis, where he uh, where he grew up, I guess. So his his parents are throwing in his family. That's cool. But I, that that's a little more, I think, his style. You know, yeah. the funeral, and then there was the thing at Stormy's afterwards. But like that, this is a little. So anyway, so I've I've not been to Jacksonville, Illinois, um, but I am. <laughs> so you want to talk about a. a Part. I mean, and it's fitting because he would have wanted that—a bunch of people standing around drinking beer, talking about him. Mm-hmm. That's what he would have wanted. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's—I I didn't think to mention that this morning. That's kind yeah. of a weird party to have. Well,
2: the, we did that for my father-in-law when he passed away a couple of years ago, um, because he was—you know—he was cremated. He didn't want a big funeral. It was kind of his wish to have people get together and more just celebrate his life and have like kind of a party. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody brought their personal photos. Um, of him and sent some to my husband who made this whole thing and we had like um, these, he, he was a big gambler. He used to be a dealer in Vegas back in the day. So we had these poker chips with like his name and his, you know, birthday and oh, cool. you know, all this stuff to like memorialize him that we gave away. So it was really touching but it was nice and it's nice to not like just sit around and cry, you know, when you're yeah, talking about somebody. I think
1: everybody, you like love. everyone's I'm not going to say healed by any means but like it's not um, as fresh, you know, so I think this yeah. is this is more of a celebr, truly a celebration than it is a, mm-hmm. a, a sad thing. That's what um, I would want. That's I would, what I would want too. I
2: would want people, I don't want people to like sit around and be sad. I want you guys to like party.
1: But that's what this is. It's a party for a guy who died. <laughs> so yeah, I was also going to tell you, you were talking about your friend this morning uh, who got a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Don't read my book that I recommended. Uh, maybe you should talk to somebody. I believe is what it's Don't called. Don't read it. Do not read it because there's a woman, you know, this is the the premise of the book is from, it's a therapist writing a book about not only her patients, but then also about her journey with therapy and like her life behind being a therapist. Um, so if you go to therapy, then I think you might find this really entertaining, but one of, I, I'm about halfway, well, a little more than halfway through, and one of the patients that she's talking about. Um, is is almost identical to the character that you, or the character to the person who you know, wow. um, a woman, middle aged, younger than middle age, maybe in her thirties, who's going through a cancer battle, mm-hmm. losing her cancer battle, oh. and sort of the the therapeutic process of working with that. And I, I was reading it last night. I had to stop reading the book. I really want to know where this goes. I think I know where it goes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but like it, um, it really starts to make you think about your own mortality and you know this woman was a marathoner this woman was Mm -hmm. healthy this woman was so many things and yet she's dying of cancer and it makes you think like well then why am i you know i'm trying to elongate my life by working out and eating trying to eat relatively well and not drink and do all why am i doing all this if it's possible that one day um, up? your
2: time's up that
1: they tell me that i've got some diagnosis and that i wind up chasing it i mean it's and it's The way it's been... I mean, I know people who've died from cancer, obviously. We were just talking about one. I know people who've had it. Um, I see these people at Lurie Children's Hospital, some who do quite well, some who don't make it. But I also, um, reading it this way, it, it really puts into perspective... Um, the emotional, the physical, um, sort of uh, toil that one endures, and not only the person who's going through it, mm-hmm. but then the person who gets to live. Yes. And that's another thing that they're talking about is how this woman has real animosity and and jealousy and anger towards her husband, even though she loves him and he's supportive, because he gets to keep living. Yeah. And it's something you don't think about mm-hmm. very often. And so this, it's yeah. very, it's very touching. Um, and, and captivating and thought provoking, but probably not the thing that you want to read right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things we talked about yesterday, um, when she was telling me about how she got the news and, you know, how she feels and, you know, she's a mother of two children under four and we're around the same age. Um, and so it's, you know, when you think about it in those terms of being a, a mother and like you said, she's a marathoner. She's like, I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done I've done right by my body, so I'm really fucking pissed at my body. Yeah, right, right. Because I feel like my body betrayed me because I did everything the right way. I did the things I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's a really amazing woman. And, and it's like crazy to get a phone call that suddenly like flips everything. Like the world looks different. You know, everything is different. And she's like, I, I have this cancer diagnosis and the world is just going on around me mm-hmm. and she's like it, it, it looks different to me in in every way and so yeah i'm not going to read that book no don't read it. <laughs> good looking she, out yeah she starts chemo tomorrow and um she's like i'm gonna see how my first day goes and yes i want company and yes i want you to cook because it's like a four-hour treatment every time she goes and she has 20 weeks of it and i'm like i'm gonna like perform the best def jam comedy special I can at your chemos and she's like I just she goes I don't want my kids lives to change she's really worried about you know her children and and she's like I just want them to just keep being normal and everything be normal yeah. and I think but I think her children she's such an amazing mom I think her children are going to be the the things that get her through it you know like yeah. thinking about them mm-hmm.
1: yeah so she yeah, don't don't read this book no not she's right now, it's, no, real, it's, no, no. It's, it's, it's interesting and and but but it you can't help but read about this, uh, and I'm sure in some cases, you know, hear your fr- about your friend's situation, and I hope she doesn't listen to this either, because uh, I don't, I certainly don't mean any disrespect by this, but it's impossible not to... To think about your own mortality. Of
0: course. In in hearing
1: about this and reading about this and it feels self-centered and selfish, but but there's no way that you can't compare when a a contemporary is going through something that, you know, could easily be you.
2: It could be any of us. And I I immediately, as soon as I got off the phone with her, the first thing I did was go over and hug my daughter so tight and she knew who I was on the phone with and she knew what that conversation was going to be. And so she was really sweet about everything, but it's like, man, you know, I just want to hug you right now because I can
1: yeah it also puts and it's terrible that someone else's misfortune you know causes you to sort of recenter but like it also a lot of the things that I can speak personally that I've I've been through lately and seen and witnessed it it puts into perspective all the bullshit that totally. people throw at you totally. and all the things that people prioritize and the things that people, um, say about you and, and the things that people, you know, the, the sort of negativity and toxicity that people in your, in, in our lives doesn't generate, matter. It, doesn't it, matter. It, it really like, it, it causes me to just in, in a positive way, just totally cruise above all that yeah. because it's like, those people are so full of shit when you, when you watch how really bad things are going on and like, it, it's, it's just... I don't know, and in many ways, has given me so much strength and resilience against negativity because it like I,
2: yeah, like I, any I watched problem, a friend fight
1: for his life, and yeah. I watched the you know the aftermath with his family, and it's like, what are you bitching about? Like what 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 could possibly be your problem? And and it's 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 amazing the things that don't you realize do not matter mm-hmm. um, when you see somebody else go through something really bad, and I
2: that's uh, like I you,
1: hate that it takes that, but yeah.
2: if you don't have your health, I mean it's just crazy. I mean, my grandmother always used to say that she's like, I'm I'm still alive and I'm still here. So like nothing else really matters. But right. when you get to that place where it's not up to you, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine. I so, I, like, my heart just breaks for her.
1: Uh, Gottlieb is the author, but uh, it's called. I think I believe it's called the title. Maybe you should talk to somebody. The problem with with these books that uh, when I read them on the Kindle is I never see the title page. Yeah. I never see the cover. You forget. What and you're so reading? I yeah. But anyway, it, it's a great. I'm i really enjoying the read, and it's really thought provoking. But not necessarily the right thing to read if you. Uh, no.
2: Oh, no. If you have a friend or
1: somebody, <laughs> who, or you yourself, are going through, uh, in this particular case, one of the examples is someone going through cancer. So um, we'll, we'll,
2: we'll wait till she's in the clear
1: for that. One. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, on a, on a more uh, uh, lighthearted note, um, w- what would you say, in, in your estimation, what comes to mind immediately for you back in your dating days, guys? Because you three aren't dating, and I, I guess I kind of am. But um, what would what would be a certain aspect of a first date that would guarantee a second date It would ha- if, if it happens on the first date then then I'm going to give you a second date is there something that stands out what, because they, uh, psychologists asked a bunch of people questions and they, they came to the conclusion that there was one thing that you could do more than any other thing that would lead to a second date
2: if you deliver that goodnight kiss and it just kills it's like the greatest kiss you're probably getting a second date probably? you're going to get a second date if you, if you give me that kiss that just like knocks me off my feet...
1: What if there's no kiss? Then you're not getting a second well, I date? I have
2: to have a kiss, because I want to know. Okay. I, I insist on a kiss. You um, do? Yeah, I insist. <laughs> I insist. Unless, unless, but see, unless, unless do you it's really, going bad. I was going to say, do you, really no. wanna, do, you, like, do you
1: know that you want to kiss every guy that you go out with on a first date? Because I, I don't know. I would know. like
2: to. So you make the move if if he's not doing it? Well, who, why wouldn't he make the move?
1: What I've I'm never saying, been like, in that situation. <laughs> I've gone on a second date with a woman I didn't kiss.
2: A second date?
1: Yeah. I've gone on a second date yeah. with somebody I didn't kiss. Yeah. I mean, I
2: feel like if I'm on a first date with you and it's going well, I'm gonna insist on a kiss.
1: <laughs> okay. Because I
2: just want to know, like, because if the kiss sucks, then it,
1: forget it. See, but I don't know if I can judge any physical activity early on because, like, the kiss, first kisses can be a little nervous. I gotta, I gotta have yeah, a couple. I gotta.
2: But we're grown I got to like you. You should be able to know how to do and it by then now. We'll,
1: we'll try a couple. Like, even the first time you sleep with somebody, I don't trust yeah. that good or bad.
2: I don't trust the first sleep together about, like, hissing.
1: Uh You can still be nervous. It can still be awkward. It's still the first time. Uh, Kayla, what is it for you? It happens on the first date. You're you're more than likely giving somebody a second date.
2: Um, if he's dressed well, specifically good shoes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, if your outfit, like, knocks me out of the park, then... Yeah, it doesn't really I'll matter give you a what second you do. Shot. Yeah, because if you swag is, you're born with swag. It's hard to come by, man. Yeah, you can't buy swag. No, yeah. you can Yes, yeah, you so. can buy labels, but you can't buy swag. Exactly, girl.
1: <laughs> Rufio me? Uh,
2: should be my Real Housewives. I don't know.
1: Quote. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You got to go way back to your dating days, man. Yeah.
2: Um. I don't know. They have to. I don't know. They wear something slutty no they, <laughs> they make a, you laugh? They have to have a good sense of humor yeah, yeah for sure because that was gonna be my other one like if you're making me crack up yeah then oh, you're probably yeah, gonna, a you're gonna get a second like date. where we're just laughing the whole time and we're just laughing at each other's jokes and whatever and it's you know and it just feels like normal conversation without the awkwardness if we're definitely at, if we're at dinner and you pay with a black card you're gonna to get a second date <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop.
1: um you're gonna get two kisses oh yeah <laughs> yeah
2: Top to black. The, the
1: other one's on your black card. Yeah. Um I think for me it's a total intangible. I think for me it's authenticity. I think if I feel like you're being authentic with me on the first date, then I want I'll give you a second date. If I think you're bullshitting me or putting on a front or trying to act a certain way, or you're playing games, then I there's no way. I don't even I, I just I have zero I think I can From
2: one date if somebody's authentic or not?
1: Or I does think it take I can. I, I think I can tell if you're people, full of shit.
2: Some people are real good. Like you can go on a date with a narcissist or something, and they are like slick. They know exactly, and you. It's hard to tell. But maybe
1: you don't care, right? Like maybe. I'm, I'm not saying I'm like some sort of uh, personality expert, but I can typically tell if someone's being vulnerable, mm-hmm. if someone's not, if someone's putting up a front, or or if I'm if this is a game. Um, Because the 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 worst thing is when you when you don't feel like you and you you won't learn everything on a first date, but I I don't want you to put up a front like you're an independent, strong, whatever person, and then. To only to find that i'm bullshitting you and the same way that I, the same is true for me like i don't want to put up this front that i'm this yeah. guy that i'm not and i probably even undersell myself in some ways i used to kind of lay stuff out which is a mistake i used to kind of be like hey let me tell you a few things about me on the first date and if you can't deal with these things we shouldn't go out again i don't do that anymore but like if i think you're being slick or if if, if i don't if i don't feel like you're willing to like Play with your, play with, play with yourself. yourself. <laughs> be pl- be playful. Be self-deprecating. <laughs> be a real person. Then I'm not interested because it would never work out. Right. If you're too uptight, right. it would never work out. So I just, just, and if you are too uptight, then then again, back to the authenticity thing. Just I don't know. Just hmm. you can't you tell when someone's kind of you feel like someone's kind of too good to be true or they're, just or they're bullshitting you mm-hmm. or, they're, well, or they're giving you, you canned down, answers or whatever? Uh, yeah,
2: I can tell. That, like I feel like you know a lot of times, especially on a first date, you nerves come into play. We're also trying to present our best selves on our first date too because sure. you kind of feel like you're at a job interview in a way. Like, mm-hmm. do you want the job of my girlfriend to apply here at this dinner? And I feel like some of that, it, it could be written off as a putting my best foot forward I'm a little bit nervous. You know, I'm trying to get a get it. You're not going to get a
1: full read on somebody, but I I really think I can tell if if I'm getting you or if I'm getting first date you or facade you or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if if I think you're playing game. Because the other thing is like, I want to go out with somebody who, if I say, you want to go out again tomorrow? And they say yes because they want to go out tomorrow, not because they think they should say no because it looks too easy. You know, if you want to oh, kiss yeah. at the end of the day, I want you... you to kiss. If you want to fuck at the end of the day, I want you to fuck. If you don't, I don't want you to. I don't want like, to play the rules. Like I don't, I, and, I, and I want to get the impression that that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I'm not going to generalize any specific age group or demographic. But sometimes I'll go out with girls and they'll be like, "Yeah, well, I'm busy for the next week," and I know you're not. Um, <laughs> so you know what you're telling me? I can have another date, but like. <laughs> You're not you're not busy for seven more days if you like somebody. Even and then if you do like somebody and you're waiting seven days then you're playing a gang with me to make yourself look more in demand, which I don't need. I don't care. I don't want I don't need any of that. Like yeah. let's just do the real Stop deal. And if that, it works out great. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, great. But I mean just I just I want think that
2: comes with maturity too. A lot of people Oh no, I, I agree. That's why I'm saying I don't I don't you know, want to say every twenty
1: five year old's fucking with me no. and every thirty five year old's not. But I mean I will say typically when I date younger women there's a little more of the of the games of the gameplay of mm-hmm. the of the I'm not going to call you back so I'm going to I'm not saying it doesn't happen with older women too but I just I just want to get the impression very long answer that you're, that you're that you're being honest with me as much as you as you're willing to be I don't expect you to just lay it all out and be totally vulnerable but right. um yeah because if if you can't if you can't roll with the punches and be real then we're never going to get along cuz I don't I don't have very many social graces
2: I remember Mystic Michaela said that authenticity was very important to you. It is. She just didn't mm. say that to anyone else, so
0: that's interesting.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I do, because I, I, you know, good or bad, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm a pretty open book for most people, and um, and and that includes things that other people don't like. I think I still, if, if that's what I think or what I say, then I'll say that. And the problem for me is that I, I then become sensitive about the things that I'm being authentic about, which is. This fucked up circle that I I can't seem to spend enough money in therapy to get around. But anyway, uh, the answer, by the way, uh, was people who share food. Uh, If you share food, uh, that was the answer. They compared a whole bunch of people, people who shared food on the first date of those who didn't. The overwhelming majority of those who tasted each other's dishes agreed to meet again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Against the 42% of couples who did not share dessert, the most popular dish to split.
2: Oh, I wonder if that's like shows some sort of intimacy level. You yeah, if you know? want
1: to try my food, you can try my food. I don't really get it. Unless you had herpes or Then we got.
2: you're foaming at the mouth with your rabies yeah, over I mean, there, if no.
1: If you're foaming at the mouth, I have some other questions. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. But there you go. So if you share food, all that stuff we said is bullshit. If yeah, you it share doesn't matter. food on a first date, you have a good chance of getting a second date, says uh, these psychologists. And yes. they're psychologists, so they should know. They know. They should know. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. Be sure and subscribe. Another episode of The Tangent, our little uh, extension of the show, Off Air Uncensored Podcast, and uh, we'll do more next week. Tell your friends, by the way, too, because we're being ranked on this bullshit.
0: Don't tell (laughs) them. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge,
2: or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.